Welcome to the Lark Blogcast, a written exploration of God's scandalous grace. Read aloud for those who don't have time or don't like to read, so you can listen and be encouraged as you go. I'm your host, Jameson Allen. This week, I'm going to be reading a poem that I wrote, and it's called No Wilder Lark Than Grace. And we're mixing it up this week, A, by reading a poem. And I don't write a lot of poetry, but we're going to give it a whirl. But secondly, I have with me Russ Johnson, one of the voices of the Lark cast. Russ, thanks for joining me on the Lark blog cast. What's up, man? I'm excited to have you here. And here's the plan. I'm going to read this poem, and I would love for you uh, just to listen to it. And then we're going to have a couple comments and conversation pieces afterwards. So without further ado, here we go. This is called No Wilder Lark Than Grace. I dig the name. Thank you. <laughs> I do. I'm uh, For all the folks out there listening to this, I'm getting to hear this for the first time as well right now. You don't even know what's in it. I have no idea. <laughs> Here we go. Let's give it a whirl. For the wounded, worried, weary, wanderer, and wanderer, Jesus is in you. Gently beckoning your eyes to see his father as he sees his father. For the burdened, burned, burned out, banished, and bereaved, Jesus is in you. Feeling all that you feel, utterly one with you, spirit, and father. For the little Last, lost, least, and lonely, Jesus is in you. He has never left you, and he, with Father and Spirit, will never leave you or forsake you. For the sick, sad, sorry, shamed, and scorned, Jesus is in you. The wellspring you're conditioned to dismiss, announcing you are indisputably loved. For the daring, doubtless, dignified, dominant, and directing, Jesus is in you. Ever repeating the reckless refrain, you cannot, will never leave love. The lies we all mistake for love devastate, divide, and delude our life. The love we all long and lie for cannot be lost or found. It is already and always ours in Christ. It is the reality that causes existence and energy, and without it, not one thing would be. Take heart, for there is no wilder lark than grace, no wider love than God's, and no truer truth than Christ in you. Mm. Damn, dude, that's good. There it is, Russ. 
No wilder lark than Grace. Mm. What's hitting you? What are you hearing? Or what do you want to say? Well, I found myself uh, in and among all the varieties of camps that you that you listed off. I can, You're just in all of them? I feel like I'm in all of them. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm on the receiving and the causing end mm. at some place in my life, right? Almost like in every category. So it was kind of cool to just hear so much of the breadth of that. Because you you really start to I just identify with it like yeah that's that's me and and then you have some thoughts that you know flash before your eyes of where you were when you scorned somewhere and and where you were when someone shamed you and what it felt like to be sad what it felt like to be sorrowful you know what I mean like you just and you can kind of work through like each bracket like that but then to identify with that, but then immediately get hit with the hope that um, in spite of how I felt or what I've done or what was done against me, despite the the depths, you know what I mean, that I might have felt or the heights right, that I might have <clears throat> found in a moment, wherever I was at any point, at any time, no matter what, there is Christ in me. Mm. He's he can't be made one with him who is one with the Father and somehow exists right outside of him. He can't possibly be alone at any point in time. And to think that that's not only true because of his love for me, but to think that his love goes so far, as you said there, like in those last couple of lines. That um, at no point did he abandon me. Ever. Still hasn't. It's. It's almost like too much to wrap your mind around, but at the same time, it's enough, to make you just let out a little. Mm. <laughs> yes, exactly. Right, <laughs> like, man. Yeah. This is my reality. Because of him. It's a one-sided reality. And anyone who has taken an honest assessment of human nature um, and the failed performances of human ability, right, can't help but just find relief in that, man. And I guess the thing that just blows my mind when I just got to throw this in there is it's not something that we need to conjure up to make true. It's not something that I'm pretending so that I can feel better. It's actually, the, as you said, the truest truth. It's, it's, it is my very, your very, our very reality. And to go through life as if it's not true, that's the act of pretending. Hmm. And that just... That just changes it all, man, for me. That's it, man. Like, for me, it came out of this collision between the anxiety that I've lived with and even most specifically spiritual anxiety, but I don't want to limit it to that. Like, am I okay with God <laughs> or am I going to mm -hmm. be okay, right? That spiritual anxiety. And I see it in people all the time around me. 
the collision of that and then reading about Jesus saying these things that are just and people quoting him and then you know Paul's saying stuff and Peter saying stuff when you when those two things collide my anxiety and the testimony about who Jesus is it it causes this like it's such a deep stirring of mm-hmm. hope and like you said relief and I'm like that moment where you finally let your back hit the back of the chair and you just lean all the way yeah and you're just like taking that oh, that big sigh of relief because you just found out you're you're okay you're not yep. abandoned you're not let go of <laughs> it's you are not hanging in the balance in god's mind man if that's true that changes everything and you know john 14 20 you mentioned it or you alluded to it a minute ago it says on that day you will know or you will see or the niv says you will realize I love <laughs> that. it will be made true but you will yeah. realize that I am in my father and you in me and I in you. And just for clarity, like here's a way to, to make that even shorter. This means you and me, Russ are in the one who's in the father. Yeah. We are in the one who's anointed in the spirit. We're in them. You could even say we're in the Trinity. We're there. We're in. Um, And the life of faith is what proceeds from that truth and the relief of saying, man, I thought for a minute there, I had to get myself in to that fellowship. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head in a phrase that should just become front and center, I feel like, in all of our minds and vocabulary. But it's the life of faith proceeds from there. Okay? That's huge. Like, this is and has always been your reality. Because this is the reality of a triune God who created humanity to live and dwell in union within this triune God. You were made, I was made, we were all made for a dance. And that dance is underway. And the entire thing was put together, okay, and held together by by God himself, dude. So this isn't something hanging in the balance. It's not something we need to make true. This is reality. This is the air we breathe, man. Um, Your faith is what, is 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 this gift of God that's allowing you to awaken to realize, as you said, the word that you know that's used in John 14, to realize this reality. So the life of faith proceeds, okay? It is best defined as the enjoyment of your lifelong eternal acceptance. And dude, that's that that's that's the kicker, man. You're not making yep. something true. That, and, I, and I love that because it just really speaks to the fact that you were never hanging in the balance. Neither will you ever be. Mm. Yep. Life of faith proceeds out of the enjoyment of reality. 
it's not something that's making reality. It's not making something true. It's not keeping it true. It's not holding it true for you as long as you fill in the blank. No, it's simply allowing you to enjoy what's true. Yep. Yeah, dude. There we that's are, man. Lark. That's that's, that's the lark news. That's the lark of it all. <laughs> it's just that good. And it's yeah. it's just a it's a freaking lark, man. <laughs> yes. Somebody was like, what do you mean by that? And I'm like, well, the word lark in secondary meaning is something done out of playful or uninhibited freedom. It's out of uninhibited freedom that God has gone about all of this so that we could awaken to the life of uninhibited freedom that we have in him who is free. Yes. <laughs> it, it is all a lark. Yep. <laughs> this is the lark of it all. Oh, man, so good. Yeah. Well, cheers to that, and thanks for listening to my poem. And uh, glad you enjoyed it, Russ. <laughs> it was really good, bro. Can't wait to get it out there. Even broader. Here we'll we go. Post this thing up somewhere. So cheers to you. Cheers. Hey, thanks for listening to the Lark Blogcast. Leave us a review and subscribe for more encouraging content on the regular. If you'd like to dive deeper into the conversation about God's scandalous grace, reach out to us at larksite.com. We'd love to hear your story and your questions. Cheers. Cheers.